frankly, if, if, if you're not vaccinated at the moment and you're you're eligible and you've got no health reason for not being vaccinated, you're not just irresponsible. I mean, you're an idiot. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, that is truthfully, you are. I mean, because this Omicron variant is so contagious. You know, if you're unvaccinated and you're in circulation, you're going to get it. And, and that's what's going to put... You know that is going to put a lot of strain on the on on the health service. I mean, almost half the people in the ICU are unvaccinated, and then it's really important. We we now we shouldn't target these people who are unvaccinated in a heavy-handed way, but we should be trying to go after them and persuade them. You know, maybe all sorts of reasons, but honestly, it is in their own interest, never mind the public interest, for them to get vaccinated. And then yeah. finally, we've got a we've got a redouble the efforts to get vaccination out into the third world all right welcome ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us here today uh pleasure being uh, being with you <clears throat> just uh, having a little issue with the vk and try to start that up while we go here uh if you can't watch it on vk please uh join us somewhere else i've been trying here. i'm not sure why uh maybe it's just one of those days they don't usually have issues so um maybe this is the one time they do have issues all right anyway we need to move ahead here because we do have a show lined up uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us. Good to see you all again. Two days left until uh, Christmas Eve. So I hope you're in the mood. hope you're in the spirit. A uh, lot of good stuff. We had a little uh, celebration yesterday. We might show a photo or something of that tomorrow. We're doing our you know, Yule stream tomorrow. That's the uh, 23rd then of December. So Thursday, 23rd. Uh, we'll probably start the usual kind of streaming time, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that's uh, midnight Central European time. So it'll be uh, late for uh, for all my European friends over there. Uh, but uh, what are you going to do? That's that's how it goes with these dumb uh, time zones. The problem when you're on a globe, right? Am I right? Flatters, right? All right. Anyway, um, so he mentioned, you know, if you're on the um, if you are if you're on the wrong side of Tony Blair, you you know that you're doing something right, uh, right? You know that he, he's calling uh, he's calling us idiots, <clears throat> and in this case, I guess it's actually kind of, I guess it's true. Um, actually, if you uh, go to the origin, the etymology of the term idiot, it, it used to be, so from Greek, this, of course, the meaning changes over time, but originally it meant basically if you were a private person, which you could interpret as basically if you're as a person who thinks on your own, right? A layman, uh, yes, ignorant person, but that's just because ign an ignorant person was considered the, the, the one that was like kind of, you know, outside of kind of, I guess, civic uh society or like maybe outside of of citizenry maybe in early greek uh you know the greek na nation state or like the, the the type of you know government they had back then basically uh it's come from the word idios meaning uh private or own one's own so in this case of course we are we are uh thinking on our, on our own so maybe idiots uh is the uh is the right word do you, do you guys remember this one the monty uh monty python one uh let, let me just play it to you i think i think you remember this listen to And then if you stay in the UK, do you guys know that uh, Oasis stole that riff, at least the beginning portion of it? L listen to uh, listen to this. You'd be, you'd be the judge of this. Listen here. 
to be an idiot. Is it that's that? I mean, that's that. They they took that right off of uh, Monty Python. Monty Python, didn't they? Tony, Tony, we're uh, we're totally with you. Listen to this again. Health reason for not being vaccinated. You're not just irresponsible. I mean, you're an idiot. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, that is truthfully, you are. I mean, well, good. <clears throat> I hope so. I hope I hope we're all uh, I hope we're all idiots. Uh, Tony, this is the guy who like lied about weapons of mass destruction. Got like the UK dragging to. Uh, are they still in Iraq? The UK forces. I'm sure they are. Right. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Uh, you know, we we get to the Omicron. You know, but there's some more. Apparently, some more data out now. You know, you can try. You can trust that if you want or whatever. But I mean, this is even according to their own data. This is it, there's really nothing, <laughs> nothing to this. Uh, but then at the same time, they uh, they everything is being shut down and stopped and blocked. And the World Economic Forum is shutting down their Davos meeting. Bill Gates is canceling his allegedly his Christmas plans. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment here too. But uh, all right, anyway. Uh, not yeah, not streaming on VK. I'm not sure why. I, I, I was trying to figure that out. I mentioned it right in the beginning. It's uh, just not working for some reason. So uh, I do apologize uh, for that. Maybe uh, let me see. Can I turn off the stream? Maybe I can't. Uh, it is very strange. It's just one of those things. I'm trying to figure it out. Sorry guys. Um, it says that it's supposed to start and it's just not. It's streaming too. I'm not getting like an error or anything like that on my end. Uh, it is just not. Uh, going to it not not streaming to it so maybe there's an issue on their end uh i think we'll just have to move, move ahead and then we'll have to upload to vk later or something like that i'm not sure what to do here uh i guess we could try to reboot or re restart the event or something eh, it's too much for me to do right now while we're on the air we're streaming to so many other platforms so you know people should should be aware of that but anyway okay uh okay let's uh let's do this let's play uh actually we could do let's do a couple of entropy uh, uh chats here real quick if you want to join us over there, entropystream.live slash TV. Uh, also, Odyssey is open. I, I think I saw one there. I don't want to miss that. Uh, yeah, Green over on Odyssey says, uh, Hi, Henrik. Love all of content. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, even though I'm not white, but I empathize with um, what is happening, especially to white people. What happened in the past belongs to the past, but it's not right to demonize uh, a race of people as evil based on the thing that their so-called ancestors did. Well, yeah, and everyone did that. Um, but I appreciate it. I think anybody with a level head, with a uh, with a head screwed on tight, can't kind of see what's going on right now, uh, to be honest. But yeah, no, I appreciate it. Good. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate that. Uh, what do we have here? We have Jimmy Fallis over on... Actually, let's begin with this one. RM Jimsus uh, over on Entropy Stream says, Merry Christmas to all and to a uh, to all a red ice. There you go. Well, thank you. <laughs> appreciate that. Good to see you. RM Jimsus. Merry Christmas to you as well. Good you, Jimmy Fallis. Uh, let me see here. Hola, mi, gen mi gente. My Spanish is not the strongest. I uh, I do admit it's definitely not the strongest. Looking forward to the Yule. That is Spanish, right? Hola, mi gente. Like hola, my gentiles or something or gentlemen maybe. Uh, look, <laughs> looking forward to the Yule stream. 
I will uh, load up on energy drinks and Jamo, Jamon Serrano. Serrano, yeah, Serrano. And uh, anything else I can think of? Greg, 99% out of Almini, Almenia. Uh, I hope to completely set up base before the stu stu stupid truly hits Europe hard. Uh, Alemania, uh, Germany, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, 99% out of Germany. Uh, so you have 1% left, I guess, in Germany. Well, I mean, things are. Popping off in Germany. We'll talk about that in a moment here, too. The protest is uh, great. Uh, I get it, uh, Jimmy. I'm not going to come down on you for, for you know leaving or whatever. But uh, the sad reality is that there's no one, nowhere we're going to be able to go to, to, to escape what's coming. That's what I think. Uh, it's just a matter of how hard and how fast uh, the people out there kind of push back against this. Um, uh, Jimmy Fazol says, oh, yes, it can get worse. Uh, oh, yeah, de definitely. It, it definitely can. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Uh, seeing Kyle over in the library, uh, Odyssey. Thank you for your uh, dono there as well. Appreciate that. Okay, so let's play this then. Did you guys see the uh, clip with uh, Trump? He was uh, talking about how great the vaccine is again. This guy's just but nothing but shilling this, right? Uh, I guess it was an event with, uh, what's his name? Bill O'Reilly. Uh, the guy that was taking out a circulation over at Fox and uh, they had some event and uh, at least at the end he was uh, mildly booed for uh, having taken the booster shot. Uh, good for those Trump supporters. Let's play it. But look, we did something that was historic. We saved tens of millions of lives worldwide. We, together, all of us, not me, we, we got a vaccine done, three vaccines done, and tremendous therapeutics like Regeneron and other things that have saved a lot of lives. We got a vaccine done in less than nine months that was supposed to take from five to 12 years. Because of that vaccine, because of that vaccine, millions and millions of people, I think this would have been the Spanish flu of 1917 where no. up to 100 million people died. This was going to ravage the country far beyond what it is right now. Take credit for it. Take credit for it. It's a great, what we've done is historic. Don't let them take it away. Don't take it away from ourselves. You're playing that, you're playing right into their hands when you sort of like, oh, the vaccine. If you don't want to take it, you shouldn't <laughs> be forced to take it. No mandates, but take credit because we saved tens of millions of lives. Take credit. Don't let them take that away from you. Okay, so the president made news. Do you agree with that? Right? Both the president and I are vaxxed, and uh, did you get the booster? Yes. I got it too. Okay, so. Don't, 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 don't. That's all. There's a very tiny group of it. It's a very tiny group over there. Uh, well, you know, they don't like, they don't like, doesn't that show though? Does it, does that not show that the, I mean, maybe I'm not sure how many people were in the audience or whatnot, uh, but doesn't that show that the, contrary to, you know, leftist media and stuff, they always talk about how, um, uh, how mind control all the Trump supporters is. And, and, and I mean, obviously there is some truth to that. I'm not going to deny that, but at the same time, as he'd been shilling this vaccine, you've heard a lot of people booing and there's, they're coming down against it and stuff like that. We chose they, they will not just follow this guy wherever, they, uh, wherever he takes them kind of thing. It, it, they don't want to get the vax and they actually boo at him when he, when he says it. So that's actually, I guess, an encouraging thing. Uh, they're, think they're thinking for themselves, it turns out. That's right. All right, so what I did is, uh, while we played that clip there, I started up the second uh, instance of the... Uh, uh, of the VK uh, uh, player. For some reason, the one I st st started before and just didn't work. 
so anyway, I'm just updating the. This is a hell of a thing. I gotta say, producing and then updating the the websites at the same time uh, with a new player. But that's that. Uh, anyway, so there will be no intro in the VK uh, stream there for you guys because of an issue with the player there. But oh, oh well, whatever. We'll upload it separately later to VK. Okay, so. Let me get back on track here. It's a very laid-back show today, not as uh, well-prepped as usual. I had much less time <laughs> available today. And one of the reasons for that is we had actually a very good time yesterday. Uh, you know, burning a sun wheel. Uh, I had a little bit too much uh, whiskey, uh, you know, celebrating the, uh, the winter solstice. So that's how it goes sometimes. But uh, anyway, uh, I do appreciate you guys bearing with me here today. All right, so let's play this. Let's play this, and you guys are not even seeing that. That's how bad this is at this point. Let me see here. Where are we? There we are. Okay. So uh, speaking about the, uh, the so the vaccine issue, the the big problem for them here that they've realized is basically there's a large segment of the population uh, in many Western countries that is just not uh, complying. And I'm thinking that some of the numbers might very well be exaggerated when they say, you know, 80 percent in like a, a, a northwestern. Uh, Northern European countries, something like that. Hopefully, those numbers are exaggerated. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, this is uh, Dr. Francis Collins here. Now, he's the outgoing head of the NIH in the U.S. And uh, he's talking about here how they, uh, because so many people did not take the vaccine, his proposal or his suggestion is that we need to do more research on human behavior. I think we, are, I think we all know what that means. Let's listen to this here. And, and is there something you would wish that could have come, emerged from NIH? You know, maybe we underinvested in research on human behavior. I never imagined a year ago when those vaccines were just proving to be fantastically safe and effective. <laughs> that we would still have 60 million people who had not taken advantage of them because of misinformation <laughs> and disinformation that somehow dominated all of the ways in which people were getting their answers. And a lot of those answers were in fact false. And nope. we have lost nope. so much as a result of that. No, you have not. Uh, actually, I'm very glad to, to hear that it's about 60 million people in the U.S. that haven't taken the jab. I hope it's more. I hope it's half the country. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Maybe, what, that's excluded the, for now at least, the younger uh, population in that. So that's a good thing at least. But uh, they'll, they'll try. They'll try. But what he means here, if you read between the lines, what he means is we need to get, you know, we need to penetrate deeply into the thoughts and the minds and the pro the inner processes of these human beings that did not just comply and submit and fold and do what we tell them to do. And furthermore, it, not, it has not been proven how extraordinarily safe and effective it is. In fact, with this Omicron thing, there's now admissions that it was like basically won't do anything against the strain. Now, there's a caveat to that. It's, it's a, the, the admission of uh, failure is not like, and, and of course you have to talk about it. You have to say, look, it didn't work, et cetera, and so forth. But the, the point of why they're saying that and admitting that uh, is because there will be a new series of mRNA vaccines that, were, that will be rolled out, uh, and they will be rolled out uh, completely in unison uh, with, the, you know, with the, the, the Omicron uh, you know, push and stuff like that. I mean, I'm thinking if I have that clip now, maybe, maybe I don't, but the... Uh, the CEO of uh, Pfizer, Albert Borla, is sitting and talking about it. Let me see if I can find that real quick. 
which is kind of interesting. But, you know, he talks about that, the whole new series. Maybe we played it in the past. Let's see if I can find it later. But that that's going to be the outcome of this, basically. And this is despite the fact, despite the fact that there's a lot of people uh, that are talking about this, supposed experts now, of how extraordinarily, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, non-harmful it is. <laughs> it's, apparently it's infectious, but that doesn't mean anything, or contagious, whatever the correct term is. Um, if, you know... If, even if any of this is true with the, the strains and you know they're they're mapping this and so forth but let, let's take their word for it Let, let's just take their word for it a, a, according to their own data and what things are showing right now is it's basically not uh, dangerous at all it, it's not going to it's much less hospitalizations and yet at the same time you have a Biden regime you have a, a regime in the UK and most uh, western nations right now pushing this like this is the greatest danger that we've ever faced uh, and, and it's just not true. But and we'll, we'll get to that uh, a little bit later here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, just saying, says Trump is a grifter. He, sh- he sure is. Uh, absolutely. Uh, of course. The thing, though, oh, and I forgot to mention that, by the way. Now, he keeps talking about this to kind of take credit for it. And I, I just don't. Uh, he obviously doesn't understand most of his base, which is not going to go along with this. They don't want this. Most of them, I believe, have rejected it. And the media have been complaining on Trump, saying oh, he has to. Why doesn't he push the vaccine harder? And he kind of has, to be honest. He he definitely has done that. Uh, but everything with this Operation Warp Speed and stuff, all of that was a, b- a big lie. If you monitor the patent trail, the NIH owned the patents for the uh, va- the vaccine uh, together with Moderna. Remember that that's been that's been that's come out, and there's at least. Uh, tw- 15 to 20 years worth of research that went into creating this product. So when they say, well, this is, it's a miracle. You know, we lo- we launched this and rolled this out over the course of, uh, what is they like nine months or six months, something like that. Record time. And no one could have ever thought that this was, Im- well, you've been working on it for 20 years. A- and even then it didn't work. Unless, of course, the point is that if you mean working, meaning make, injuring people and killing people, then yeah, it is working. It's a successful product, right? Uh, but w- what they claim that it's for, which is to prevent people from getting the coronavirus and then preventing people from being hospitalized and preventing people from dying, it has not been successful. And then you've added on another s- whole new set uh, of dangers uh, in the form of side effects uh, along with that, right? Uh, all right, so Jimmy Fallis' uh, Art of the Grift. Yeah, that's a pretty good title. Can someone redo the book cover uh, with that, Art of the Grift? JP says, uh, I hope this year's winter solstice was enjoyable. I'm glad the days are getting longer. Love the shows. Uh, thank you. Keep the uh, keep doing God's work. Well, thank you, JP. I appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, yeah, it's always uh, it, it's a good time. It's on the 23rd, right? The 23rd. Actually, sorry, the 24th officially. Uh, the days are getting lighter and lighter, right? So it's the darkest night on the 21st, but then it takes a little bit of time for the sun to go in the opposite direction again, right? So just in the same way that you you know you run in one direction, you you can't you don't just immediately run in the in the other direction if you're turning around or something. It takes time for you to stop and then actually begin you know the going in the other direction again. So, so yes, uh, it, it is true according to the uh, uh, what are those called again? The uh, I guess ast- just astronomical. There was like the Naval Observatory or something that had data on this, this a few years ago since I came across that uh, that the sun is actually 
stagnant for three days from the 21st to the 24th and then it finally begins turning around again on the 25th right uh, so you have you literally have uh, uh, astronomically speaking a a uh, a return, a return, a, a, a re- resurrection of the of the sun. It's uh, that's just how it goes. All right, uh, Robothink says uh, Trump should carry a pillow because of how often he gets uh, on his knees to blow Israel. There you go. Yeah, uh, maybe it could be um, maybe one of Mike uh, Liddell's pillows. Maybe uh, they could do. Maybe they can work on something there, like a a yarmulke pillow combo or something, or like a, a at least a. Israeli flag, maybe, uh, on the pillow. I, I, I think that would go down well. Just saying, um, thank you for the generous donor. That's very kind of you. Thank you so much. Says, greetings, Henrik. Would uh, you please... Uh, okay, this, it's a membership sign-up. Thank you. appreciate that. I will send you an email. I don't think... I'm just checking to see if there's a message kind of attached to that. Looking forward to the Weekend Warrior and the full archives. All my best to you and yours. Well, thank you. I assume you're tuning in live as well. Uh, for that, so thank you. Appreciate that. We'll send that out right, right after the show. Activate your account. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, welcome aboard, as they say. All right. So, what else do we have? Yeah. Well, we can. Uh, let's look at this. So, staying in the UK for a little bit. Well, we're. I guess we're. We're uh, zigzagging in the Anglo world right now between uh, the UK and the US here. But uh, here is the Archbishop Archbishop of Canterbury, uh, or is it Bury? Canterbury, right? said here that Jesus would get a vaccine. (laughs) Uh, As he says, getting the jab is not about me and my rights to choose. It's about how I love my neighbor. There there we go. So there's always a new new spin to these things you could do. (laughs) Uh, Would Jesus get vaxxed? That's the big uh, theological question here on the head of the Anglican Church, right? Uh, And then, of course, you quickly find out well, look at that. Justin Welby, which is his name, uh, is uh, affiliated with uh, none other than the World Economic Forum. He's, that's right. He's written articles for them, and he's even showed up at uh, at their events too. Archbishop of Canterbury speaks at Davos on responding to extremism. This is back in 2016, but there he is with the World Economic Forum logo right behind him right there. So uh, that's what you're going to get. Uh, and in the UK, by the way, it has been relentless. Uh, especially after this Omicron release or whatnot. But look at this here. This is the major papers uh, in a uh, newsstand that have presumably an all agree, or is it maybe it's an ad? Maybe it's an NHS ad? Maybe that's what it is. Or maybe there's a special edition and they decided to just do this because they were, you know, they're so thoughtful and they're, they're thinking about all of us and our health, of course, right? So get boosted now, it says. Uh, NHS, a couple of different combinations of that. But as you can see, it's, uh, what do we have here? It's a better image here. The Mirror, Daily Mail, uh, Daily Express, Daily Star, right? The, the, the biggest paper. I can't quite see which which papers are up above there. But the major uh, papers, I'm not sure. Are these considered tabloids? Yeah, The Guardian is up at top. I see that now, The Guardian. I'm not sure what uh, the others are. Uh, the Daily Telegraph, there's a couple of different ones there too. Uh, that is, that's a, that's that singular voice, a singular uh, you know method of speaking that uh, the Belgian uh, vaccine czar, the flu, what, what, what was his title again? Um, the we played the clip in one of the pre- uh, previous shows. Forget what his name was now, actually, but the Belgian guy who oversaw the swine flu 
uh, H1N1, I think it was, uh, and he talked about the strategies that he uh, that he uh, you know um, adopted basically adopted to uh, to get a successful information campaign out there and getting as many people vaccinated as possible. And one of the things he said was uh, was you, you have to kind of take control of the media and the narrative early on so that everyone speaks with the same voice. You know what I mean? Uh, it's pretty incredible, incredible uh, frankly. Space Kang says, uh, alt news has swayed many to not take the vax. This is a huge white pill. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think so. A lot of people have turned to alternative sources. A lot of people have woken up to the fact that you can't trust any of these uh, news outlets and stuff like that, too. Uh, and uh, our authorities and stuff, right? That's what's so re- been so remarkable to see. You know, how some supposed nationalistic-minded people, at least early on in the process, couldn't couldn't jump on this and kind of see the opportunity um, of of like a mass movement like this. And and, and many people are out. We'll look at the footage from Germany in a bit here, right? These are working class people for the most part. It's it's ethnically fairly homogenous in many of these protests. And it's not really about that here, but the, that is just have just been the case. If you you know look at uh, protests in London and stuff, I mean, it's overwhelmingly white, although that London now is minority white, right? So that's just what it, and I'm not sure if that's because the uh, the non-white population of of some of these areas and some of these countries and cities ultimately, um, either they've taken the vax and they're pro-vax or they're they just don't care. I would assume they haven't taken it because they're probably skeptical. For you know that seems to be the case so far, uh, but they don't. Many don't show up to protests and stuff, which is kind of interesting. Actually, it's like. Really, you're gonna, you're not gonna, you know, whatever. Um, so what they've done here, as well, I think is this from today. This is from today, actually. Yeah, the FDA has authorized Pfizer's COVID pill, the first oral antiviral drug cleared during the pandemic. Fantastic news, right? Now, it has Merck's not been approved so far. Uh, that would be interesting because they were out with it first. Let me just see here. Um, let me search for that real quick. I, I forgot to look at that. One day ago, US FDA set to authorize Pfizer and Merck COVID-19 pill this week. Okay, so but they're doing Pfizer first. Uh, let me see this headline right here. Let's see what Reuters is saying about this here. Uh, so it looks like it's just Pfizer so far, right? Um, COVID-19 treatment pills from both Pfizer and Merck as early as Wednesday. Bloomberg News reported on Tuesday, citing people familiar with the matter. Okay, so, okay, all right. Well, may, so the CNBC, they just focused on the uh, on the Pfizer pill. That, that, that Presumably, you have enough people uh, that is behind uh, CNBC that has uh, is stock in uh, Pfizer. So that's one of the uh, reasons for that, right? Um, okay, so, uh, so now you can get, uh, and this is Borla again, going back to Borla, right? Now you can get both the uh, the vaccine and you can get uh, the shot because as we played last Friday, uh, it should not be a replacement. Remember that he said that it should no no it should not be a replacement. You have to um, you have to take both. Uh, you you basically have to first take the vaccine and uh, then the second dose of the vaccine and then you have to take the booster. And then now the new series uh, of the boosters is go- oh not the boosters the whole se- the whole series needs to begin anew again that's what I said uh, recently uh, with targeting the Omicron strain or variant 
and then you it's as soon as you feel like you have a cold you you start taking the pills <laughs> basically the covid the covid pills uh, and so you'll be kind of you'll be on the, if you're concerned with cancers and infertility you'll you'll be you'll be kind of covered on that front uh, you know if you want to make sure that you have plenty of infertility issues and plenty of cancer risk coming up in the future you'll have you'll be covered on that front uh, when it comes to uh, to Pfizer, right? Did I play this yet? Maybe I maybe I played it in the Weekend Warrior show, but uh, uh, this is uh, this is Borla here. This is totally uh, totally normal, ladies and gentlemen. Here he is. sure what's going on there but uh they live comes to uh definitely comes to mind uh, i'm not sure uh not sure if maybe uh maybe david ike would have some input on this uh possibly uh i can i i i probably think uh there's something going on there but uh you know we can't know remember that uh, documentary that he had on the uh the uh, it was made about him rather David Icke, the lizards and the Jews. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys? Did you guys see that one? Um, we did. Um, we. I think we've talked about that one in the past. It's kind of funny because it was. They were convinced that when David Icke talked about lizards, no one could seriously be talking about lizards. So he has to be talking about the Jews, but he called them lizards. <laughs> that's basically the. That's basically the gist. Uh, of uh, of that documentary, I think um, maybe it's off of YouTube now. But since it was smearing Ike, it's it's probably there. So you know, but look for it on like BitChute or YouTube or Audit or something like that. Yeah, uh, interesting stuff. Okay. Anyway, back to the Omicron, uh, Omicron uh, uh, bullshit here. Uh, here is uh, Doctor. That's Doctor Tedros Adnahanom Ghebreyesus, uh, the Director General of the World Health Organization. Clarifying a couple of things regarding those who are jabbed and uh, the uh, Omicron variant. There is now consistent evidence that Omicron is spreading significantly faster than the Delta variant. And it's more likely that people who have been vaccinated or have recovered from COVID-19 could be infected or reinfected. There you go. So basically, the jab will not help. They will not save you. And of course, that's the uh, we come back to that point again of like, well, this has to do uh, with the uh, with the strains, right? Um, and the uh, reason why they're, they're admitting the failure is because they want people to get uh, uh, get a whole new series of it. Let me let me import that real quick. I just I got this one down here real quick. Here we go. Here's Albert Borla uh, talking about this issue when it comes to starting the whole series of vaccines over again. Can you imagine how much money they would make on this? I mean, it's it's incredible. They're $33 billion already. They would, they would easily double those profits, right? Here, here, here it is. Listen to this. I want to come back to 
come back to Israel, but first, in terms of having this extra vaccine, um, how would it work? Like right now, I think your expectation is that people, you've said it would be like an annual booster, mm -hmm. but if you need to put this vaccine in place, mm -hmm. would, would it be like next year people would get two shots? Mm -hmm. We don't know yet. You don't know? We don't know yet. Okay. I, it could be that um, one, uh, first of all, I repeat, it could be that we don't need one. Right. And we will know. The good news is that if we need one, we will have one. And isn't March. it become almost And if we have one in March, just to answer, I don't know if we will need just one booster on what already we had, or you need to go from the beginning. That will be the worst case scenario, but you need to mm -hmm. start the whole series again. We don't know that. We don't know yet, but uh, we'll be ready. If you guys, if, if you guys need it and, and need some booster shots, we uh, will have those uh, right, right up and ready for you. Right. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Jimmy Fallis says Borla looks like he has uh, has a gotter. We call it. He should get uh, his thyroid tested. Is that what the, is that what it, that's called? It's just on uh, maybe yeah. So the, the thyroid is on both sides though, right? Is it? It's just this weird, like, really big, like, it's like a frog, really. You know, one of those with the the, the bag that they inflate. <laughs> That's kind of what it looks like, to be honest. Uh, JP says, Henrik, do you remember that 80s show called V? Oh, oh yeah, starring Mark Singer. Absolutely. Maybe that show wasn't fiction after all. Uh, who could forget? A classic. I, we actually even re-watched it uh, recently, too. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of... I mean, in one way, it's cheesy, and it, and it's very clear early on that much of it is about uh, uh, they're basically they're, they're space Nazis. They're, they're, that's basically what they are. They're, they're <laughs> their symbol is a swastika, but if, but if you took took away two lines that are what, what is it at the top or on the sides? I forget which one is it. The two two lines that are like part of the spoke that are you know poking out basically, and replace them with two dots instead on 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 two other sides. Uh, that's the logo that the uh, uh, space knots, I'm sorry, space lizards uh, have. And uh, there's a, a Jewish older guy prominently featured in the series, too, of, oh, we've seen this before. <laughs> Stuff. It's like, all right, all right, could, could, could make it more subtle. I still enjoy the show, I, I do have to say, uh, despite the uh, the didactic propaganda in it. Uh, it's It's... In some regards, very B, but it's also very well made in certain regards. I remember the uh, Swedish, uh, was it the head of the UN? Uh, that's like overseeing the whole process of when they land and all that kind of stuff. It, it's definitely funny. But yeah, no, definitely check that out if you haven't seen it. If we have uh, younger uh, folks in the audience. Uh, v. So there's, a, so there's a mini series, which, what is it, two or three parts? And then there's an actual, like, you know, for like season that comes with a few episodes. Uh, the remake was horrible. Don't even watch that one. They, they, they ruined it like they always do, right? Um, okay, so regarding uh, Omicron, no, Guardian, I will not do that. Um, here is the officials, right? You, you can't get more official than um, Neil Ferguson, uh, Professor Lockdown, as he's called, Imperial College, right? That's the guy. Uh, Omicron is uh, is up to 40 is up to 45% less likely to cause hospitalizations than Delta, according to major British study by, as I said, Professor Lockdown himself, Neil Ferguson. So can, can you trust the numbers? Not at all. Is it is OK, let's throw something else in here. Is this the. Uh, is this the uh, the hoodwinking happening here? They were, for a while, they were talking about the somehow it will combine right, Delta and Omicron, which, of course, 
conveniently spells media control if you toss around the, the letters in, in, in that those two uh, variants. Um, could it be that it actually is very uh, deadly? But they want to try to convince you that it's not a problem now or something like that, right? I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just waiting for that. And if it's not going to be done with COVID or some update to this bioweapon or something, uh, it, it might be down to a natural evolutionary pressure on, uh, you know, on, on with, the, with the rollout of the vaccine, essentially, right? Uh, or it will be something else. Maybe it will be smallpox or something. But at some point, it will probably be something that's real. And, and all we know is that if the media denies it, then most people uh, will... Most people will probably. Let me see. <laughs> are, okay, are they are they able to do reverse psychology? That's the big question. That is the big question here when it comes to the media. Are, are the media smart enough to understand that, like, whatever they tell people, the sheep who believes them will always follow them literally over the cliff. Not though they don't worry about them. They have those in the bag. Whatever they say, that will be what goes right. But they could do a. a you know, flip on it here, like flip it 180 degrees and basically say, well, you know, we're not worried about this whatsoever. There's no evidence that this is, uh, you know, dangerous or something like that. At the same time, that would kind of drop the guard of, of, of the compliant ones. But, you know, again, they don't care about them. That, that's not the problem. They've already taken the vac. So as far as I'm concerned, they're kind of, from their perspective, taken care of, if you know what I mean. But it would actually be something that's deadly and highly infectious or contagious and but they would try to deny that and that would be you know the big the big thing that they could do but uh will they be able to will they be able to 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 do that flip i i'm not i'm not certain i'm not certain it remains to be seen but uh be aware of that i mentioned that in the past right uh, okay, so uh, let's check out this little clip here too. The uh, World Health or uh, or Organization director, again, back to him, Tedros, uh, says COVID boosters are being used to kill children. Hmm. Let's listen to that. So if it's going to be used, it's better to focus on those groups who have risk of severe disease and death rather than, as we see, some countries are using to give boosters to kill children, which is not right. <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's take that. Let's take that again. Let's take that again. Of severe disease and death, rather than as we see, some countries are using to give boosters to kill children. That's true. Some countries are using to give boosters to kill children. We we see some countries are using to give boosters to kill children. All righty. <clears throat> at least they're telling you what they're doing. I mean, at least he's honest. <laughs> I'll give him that. If. <laughs> Uh, who was it that said this recently too? Was it uh, Arsinda Jordan or Arden, right? Jacinda Arden. Uh, it was something to that effect, right? Someone we were like, we're, no, 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 it was the press secretary. That's right. It was Biden's, the regime leader's press secretary that said uh, vaccines are, kill, you know, we're, are killing people or something. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, let me see. Well, and this one, I guess we could show too. I think this went from one of the Aussie, uh, one of the Aussie protests uh, down under Satanists against Nazis, and this was this was <laughs> this was a sign that showed up during a Yeth to Thyanth protest, uh, where they basically were pro they're pro vaccine, 
and pro-union and anti-fascist or against the far right. That was the, the big problem in Australia right now is the far right, not the government, not the unions trying to like forcefully vaccinate everybody, not the police, not the brutal uh, lockdown measures and all that. No, no, that's not the problem. No, the far right protesting, that's the big problem. And we're glad to know that the Satanists are being uh, wheeled out in, in support here uh, with the leftists, progressives, uh, and the anti-whites to help, uh, <clears throat> you know, smash, smash the fash <laughs> down in uh, in Australia. All right, thank you. That's, uh, that's a great insight. What else do we have here? Government wants to crack down on Telegram app used to organize anti-COVID lockdown protests. Now, this is happening in Germany, right? In the past few days, German politicians have declared messaging app Telegram a threat to democracy and a hotbed of radicalization. The latest round of attacks on free communication comes after weeks of protest in Germany against the COVID-19 measures. Protests have been mobilized via Telegram and other online community platforms. Remember, they were trying to stop Gab uh, recently, too. They sent a bunch of letters and stuff to them. Like, basically, you have to comply and do all these things we tell you. Just block, just IP block it then. Since the beginning of December, the debate about Telegram app has raged across the German media. Concurrent to protest news stories, such as the... Tagenschau and Deutsche Welle framed the platform as a hub for dangerous conspiracies, vaccine misinformation, and the driving force behind the violent protests. Well, now, finally, after months and months and months and months of, of, of garbage and, you know, bullshit, uh, you're, you're finally seeing the people in Germany like pushing back and being tired of this and sick of it. And of course, this comes in the wake of them introducing uh, the the concept that everybody needs to be be uh, vaccinated by, uh, what is it, February? I forget if they followed Austria on the dates. But it's going to be, uh, it's it's going to be by force in, in some way, sooner or later here, unless the people push back. So they'll begin with fines. Uh, Australia, outli- uh, sorry, Austria outlined this plan as well. Begin with fines. Uh, which accumulates or, or get um, uh, exponentially larger. And then if you can't pay the fines, meaning if you're rich, if you have the money, if you don't want to get vaxxed, you can just pay the money and you'll be fine. I'm not sure that, you know, you would want to do that anyway, but regardless, that shows you that, like, if you're wealthy enough, you can buy your way out of this and buy your way out of jail, right? But to the, so again, the working class people, to that point I mentioned earlier, like, how did not some nationals not see that this was a, like a, this is a mass movement? It's for the most part working. I mean, it's everybody really, but it's you know those are the ones that are out there. They've been out there in Australia. They've been out there in Germany now, the, the Austria, the UK, all over the place, right? Denmark. We have some footage from there too. Romania. There's massive protests, right? Um, so anyway, we, yeah, so the, it goes on from that. It's basically three different politicians uh, that recently have gone after Telegram. Uh, the interior minister of Thuringen, uh, George Meyer, a social democrat, he's he wants to penalize Telegram if they fail to remove harmful content. And they do remove illegal content, but the, other than that, they're, they're free speech. If it doesn't, uh, if it's not violating a law or, you know, like criminal, then they keep it up as far as I understand it. Uh, now, Apple and Google, on, a, on the other hand, are banning certain channels through the app because they're, you know, uh, they're downloaded through their app stores and stuff, which is garbage, but that's what they're doing. Then you have Roland Wöller, or yeah, Wöller, a Christian Democrat. 
He said uh, he expects more radicalization on Telegram if mandatory vaccination plans come into place in Germany, whether they're already in, in the works. What are you talking about? That's happening. He advised punishing the company behind the app if criminal acts can be traced back to the service. So here you go. All you have to do now is some kind of gay op. If you don't, if you're not handed what you want, you can literally just set, set up an anti-vax group, uh, start a, a thing on Telegram, and then you have uh, something, someone shoving a, a police officer. And and that we've seen that now. By the way, we'll show that footage here in a moment. We're seeing that now. So that could very well be part of that. Oh my God! Police were injured during the uh, violent uh, extremist anti-vax uprising in Germany. Shut it all down. Officials are also calling for the de-anonymization of users on the platform. Great, uh, and they'll do that everywhere eventually, right? Uh, in case German police open a criminal investigation, real names and the users should be de- uh, delivered to authorities. Mr. Vuller suggests. Um, and then Telegram has also received sharp criticism from the Interior Minister of the new German government, Nancy Faeser, Faeser, um, as she, as uh, she the declared fighting right-wing extremism as her top priority. She called for strict measures to combat online hate speech and aggression, and aims to further investigate Telegram. Finally, Marco Bushman. Did I say three? That's five. Then I can't count today. Five politicians that have come down hard on Telegram here, right? All, of course, social Democrats, Christian Democrats. It's all the same thing. Uh, we And I think we played that clip, too, from the German Bundestag, uh, Marco Buschmann. So that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Here is some of the footage from Germany. Now, the first two ones, I forget where they are from. The last two clips we'll show. We have four clips from Germany. Uh, the last two are from Munich. Uh, so we're seeing uh, <laughs> we're seeing uh, 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 people out in force uh, in Munich once again, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, the first two ones, I forget where they are, but um, protests are, uh, are happening all over Germany. Uh, ex- ex- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Possibly as many. Let's let's use that word. Possibly as many as hundred around the entire country. Uh, we don't even know. Fifty to hundred uh, uh, estimated. And they're going on simul- simultaneously, uh, and so it's hard to kind of even keep track of them. How many, you know, there's footage everywhere and stuff like that. Um, police lines are actually broken here by uh, angry Germans uh, who have uh, had enough of this bullshit, right? Look at this here. Yeah, we are the people, they uh, shout there. Here's more. Imagine being these cops. Can you imagine being these cops doing this work? Turning on your own population—it is truly incredible. And no, it's not Nazis. No, it's not fascists. This, these are 
the uh, boot enforcers of a uh, more akin to a uh, uh, you know Stasi than anything else, right? Here is uh, they're, 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 the left-wing progressive demo, social democratic or even Christian democratic. That, that those are the ones that have been running the Germany since uh, uh, you know after the Second World War. That, that's the for, that's the people. That's the mentality that's doing this against their own population. Now here finally is uh, some from Munich as well. There we go. Here's a uh, second one here. So good stuff out of uh, Germany. Uh, very, very good stuff. There's some in Romania, too. Now, they were surrounding, I think, the parliament uh, in Bucharest. Uh, check this out. Institutia Parlamentului este luată cu asalt în aceste clipe. Protestatarii sunt extrem de nemulțumiți, scandează pentru libertate. Au steaguri după ei. Laura, vedem acum... S-a urcat chiar pe gardul. Vedeți, doamnelor și doamnelor, imagini în direct, în direct... All right, good stuff. Uh, and then finally, we have some of the, uh, I think they're called the Black Movement. I think that's, is that correct? Yeah, Black Movement uh, in Denmark. Remember, there's a that's an interesting thing we're calling the, uh, what were they called again? Maybe chat knows, the, the old, the Viking Age. Uh, were they called the Black Vikings? And it's, no, it's not what... <laughs> It's not. It's not that. It's not. It's not that. It's not the uh, our, our Viking ancestors meme. It's. Uh, it was attributed to the fact that they were like a different faction. They were uh, uh, closely adherents to uh, Thor or, or Thor, and uh, they're called the Bla yeah the black, the black Viking, the Black Danes or something like that. I think it was right. Uh, I have to look that up, but yeah. Um, I'm not saying that this is that what they're, why they're calling it that, but I'm just saying it's like in Denmark they have that kind of the tradition. It was like a hardlined. No, no, it was not the Varangian Guards. No, that's a different. That's actually <laughs> the Varangian Guards thing is actually blacks trying to say because there were some depictions uh, of Varangians probably in I don't know 1500s or 1400s or something like that, and presumably by that point the whole Varangian what was once the Varangian Guard had been completely replaced by like uh, either uh, locals and maybe even uh, Africans or something like that at, at one point. Uh, no, the Varangians were, were strictly from Scandinavia. They, they were employed by the Byzantines uh, as a security guard because they were, you know, good fighters and stuff like that. And uh, then eventually over time, they were, uh, the Varangian became a tradition in that area and they were replaced by other people and local people. And so they were depicted darker later on in the process. And, that, and then so some uh, uh, black Israelite uh, type crowds were like, look, the Vikings were black. Look at the depiction of these Varangians. Anyway, here's from uh, Denmark. Then. Check this out.
fucking hunt. Ja, lieber in den Grund. Ja, ja. Ola! Good turnout, though. It's good to see. Okay. All right, there we go. What did I say? Say no to the vaccine at the end there? But uh, yeah, Copenhagen, good stuff. Now, remember they were out banging pots and pans early on in the process. They dropped it and then they came back. And they always do that, right? Okay, we'll let it go. And then three months later, news and vaccines rolled up and scaremongering and they're like, hey, we're going to do it again, you know, kind of thing. But uh, no, the Danes uh, have a good tradition of fighting back. Now, there's other ways you can fight back as well, of course. One of those is uh, a guy who, instead of wearing a, well, actually, I'll take that back, who chose to wear a different garment uh, as a face mask uh, on a plane and consequently was booted off. Look at this. <laughs> some sort of certification that's different than this? Yeah, it, it, it's it's not specified in the thing. We go by what, what what's allowed on the airplane. I'll pass it on to the captain. You walked all the way back There you go. That's the stuff. Yeah, forget it. I'm out of here. You have to put your. Yeah, I forgot what he said it's at the end. Not my law, sir. It's federal government. Yeah, she says. Well, it's not my law, sir. Well, you are now. You are now, lady, an enforcer of that law, which means you're the ones we have to take up the complaint to. I hate these people. Are like, well, it's not me. I didn't do anything. Yeah, but you're here as a representative of that whole system, and you're an enforcer of that. Tell you. Between your sips of your coffee, you have to put the mask back on. So anyway, the, the point of the video is the uh, the dude put a red thong on uh, over his face uh, as opposed to a so-called regular approved face mask. And of course, that's no good. That's no good. You can't you can't. No, no. We need a an approved type of fabric uh, over your face. 
this is literally the, this an equal equally worthless and useless uh, uh, this this thing. Uh, all these masks are equally useless, and so it should not matter. But they're all <laughs> they're all serious about it. No, no, no. You have to have you have to have a real mask. You see, he could, if he would have had a ma a shape of a mask that looks like theirs, but it was made out of the same fabric, no, of like the thong, the thong fabric, whatever the, was it silk maybe, or maybe some cheap, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, polyester probably or something, right? They would not have said a, a peep about that. If he had it in the shape that they have it, it would have been totally fine, right? Um, but that's good. Just, just, just say no. Just say no. Black Phillip says... Henrik, I'm sad to report that I've been infected with the Delta variant. I'm uh, diagnosed with severe pneumonia, and I'm and I'm likely stuck here for Christmas. Sorry to hear that. Uh, if I had rapid access to monoclonal antibodies and ivermectin from the start, I would have been fine. The way they treat the, this disease makes everything worse. Yes, it is. Uh, so I'm not sure where you, you where you're stuck, uh, Black Philip, but. Uh, now, so do you know for a fact, like, I always, and I always ask this too, and I ask it specifically because, like, you know, we were sick too, and then we do antibody tests and stuff, and it's, like, n negative, and so, okay, well, what is it then? You know, so I'm back in that boat again. It's probably just not even real. Uh, but but people are getting sick. Don't get me wrong. They're getting sick from something, but it's it looks like it's not what they're telling us that it is. So I'm just, so I'm just throwing that out there because I'm always curious, like, okay, so how did they tell you? Did you do a PCR test? Or did you do an antibody? What kind of test did you do? Or an antigen test then, maybe? Um, that I'm always interested in. Pneumonia is not, it's not, it's not fun, obviously. Uh, you know, I've, I've had that a few times, maybe a couple or t twice in my life or something like that. Uh, not fun, but yes, there's, there's other, uh, you know, stricter regimens that you can get on and you want to get on top of it early. If, if it's, if, if it's what, if it is what we had, then it's. Uh, I think it's just. Uh, you know, and we've talked about this. I'm. I, I'm. I'm not ashamed of it. I think it's. A, it's some kind of bioweapon. It's some something engineered in some lab because people are sick in a way that they've never been sick before, uh, and it doesn't seem to be related to this COVID thing because when we when we do antibody tests, we we're we're negative. Uh, so anyway, so whatever it is, uh, yes, we were very sick from it. But uh, a few shows back, maybe I'll, I'll try to see if I can find it for you, Black Philip. But we had a we showed we sh I don't have it right here right now, but uh, we showed a couple of um, things that you can get on immediately, like you know supplementation, certain specific food. You do want to exclude certain things. There's a lot of good things that you can do. Uh, we had to go to specifically to um, uh, organ uh, supplements, uh, you know, to deal with heart issue and stuff like that that we had. Uh, which is just crazy, but presumably that's if you let this bioweapon linger uh, or if it hits you particularly hard or something. Uh, again, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, we don't even know what it is. All that stuff is usual, as we always say. Uh, but uh, but it has an effect and it can be very uh, rough. So whatever you have, sorry to hear that. But yeah, just put it in the regular entropy chat, uh, Black Philip. Is it... Uh, is it uh, was it an ant was it a PCR test or how did they test for it? How do you know that it's not just pneumonia? You know what I mean? Because that that, that still that still happens. All the other diseases haven't fallen out. But uh, anyway, sorry, it sucks to be sick. Whatever it is, sucks to be sick. Hang in there, stay fine. But but keep in mind, exclude bad you know things that would make your inflammation worse and stuff like that. No sugar. Uh, exclude uh, dairy. 
you want to do as you know paleo-ish kind of diet as possible. A lot of supplements, you know, a lot of C, a lot of D, but you might have to, um, you know, get get on some zinc and some other stuff as well. Uh, we do have a protocol. So I'll see if I can find that. If you email us, I, I can send you those slides that we showed on the stream, actually. Thank you, Black Philip. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, regardless, hopefully you have it. Um, uh, hopefully you have a good uh, good time. There, Shirusker says mandatory vaccinations is the beginning. Climate lockdowns are approaching, and the situation with Russia and Ukraine doesn't look good. I, I concur. Uh, Widerstand, uh, res uh, uh, resistance. Wir, wenn wicht wir. Uh, if not when, uh, who, if not we now, who? Right. <laughs> That's what that means, right? Um, Ah, uh, jeez, I gotta translate the last. Un van wenn nicht jets. I gotta translate the last part of that. Uh, there, Sharusker. Thank you, though. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. Good to hear from you. Armored Saint says hello, all. Uh, good to see you. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you for the dono as well. Jimmy Fallis says supplement with vitamin D. Everybody at a bare minimum. Yep, D is very important. A lot of people are. Uh, a lot of people are deficient in actually not only that, a lot of things. Uh, actually, let me see if I can find what is that. What was that meaning again here? Yeah, if not there, when and when if not now. Okay, that's it's a whole uh, uh, expression. Yeah, uh, resistance. If not when, uh, if not wh here, where and when if not now. Thank you, uh, Dershowski, for that. Appreciate that. Uh, Flying Dutchman says throwing some love to Red Ice, uh, the Red Ice family. Thank you, Flying Dutchman. Good to see you as well. Appreciate that. Very kind of you. Uh, okay, so did you guys see this? It's a quick mention. We put it up on our Telegram. That is something that is happening in New York right now, where they have legislation, uh, they've introduced legislation that provides for the indefinite detention of unvaccinated. And this is, of course, at the new governor's whim. Uh, what was her name again? Uh, uh, Hochul or something like that, right? wasn't it? In the next legislative session, beginning January 5th, 2022, the New York Senate and, uh, and Assembly could vote on a bill that would grant permission to remove and detain cases, contacts, carriers, or anyone suspected of presenting a, quote, significant threat to public health, unquote. So it, it basically, that could be that could be anything. Remember, uh, so-called racism is now a public health crisis, right? And then, of course, comes what I said, remove them from public life on an indefinite basis. Bill A416 presents a serious risk to the basic liberties of all Americans in the state of New York, including their right to choose whether or not to receive medical treatment and vaccinations related to thus far under, uh, undetermined contagious diseases. The bill gives the governor of New York his or her delegates, including but not limited to the commissioner and heads of local health departments, the right to remove and detain any individuals or group of people through issuing a single order. Uh, the order only have to include the individual's names or reasonably specific descriptions of the individuals or groups. In other words, you could you could have you could claim that you're looking for someone and if it's if it kind of fits the description, ah, good enough. This this will be great. This will be uh this will totally not be abused in any way. The department can decide to hold a person or group of people in a medical facility or any other they deem appropriate. The language is purposefully vague. Though the bill attempts to state that no one shall be held for more than 60 days. Oh, good. The language allows for court orders 
to waive this maximum detention time. After 60 days, the court is allowed to, to an, uh, add an additional 90 days to consider the detention of an individual, a cycle that can last indefinitely per the opinion of the department. <laughs> it goes on to state that the bill will, quote, require an individual who has been exposed to or infected by a contagious disease to complete an appropriate prescribed course of treatment, preventative medication or vaccination. Essentially giving the government the right to detain anyone they want and forcefully vaccinate them. As the language of the bill refers to individuals or groups who potentially pose a threat, the bill is a preemptive strike against anyone that the department believes has the capacity to, quote, pose a threat in the future, such as those refusing to receive the COVID-19 vaccination. There's no explicit reference to what types of contagious diseases qualify a person to be removed from public life, detained in a facility, and forced into medical treatment and vaccination. Anyone can technically be held in isolation until they are deemed non-contagious, which would also raise questions over whether those carrying HIV and AIDS could be released back into society. All right, there you go. The bill has uh, received an overwhelming negative response on the New York Senate website. Imagine my shock. Comment ever stated that this is disturbing and sets up a terrible precedence for future law. The governor can basically detain whoever he, she, is that the, uh, oh yeah, okay, no, I thought that was the, the pronouns there, but okay. Uh, likes on the basis of scant, uh, scanty evidence. Is that what the word, scanty? Um, this is un-American. Well, that's true. It reminds, it's reminiscent of the Soviet Union locking up political opponents on the basis that they were mentally unstable. We cannot allow this in our state. Well, there we go. So that yeah, that's what we're talking about. Green CDC will have these what they call green zones. Right. And it's going to be to keep you safe and, and everybody's going to be safe and it's not going to be a problem. And uh, we'll, we'll all be fine. Right. Let me uh, take some of these other ones here. Let me see here. We did Flying Dutchman. Let me see. Black Philip again. Henrik, I was self-diagnosed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me read this one here. Black Philip says, Henrik, I was self-diagnosed with a home test and it was confirmed at the hospital here through blood work with antibodies. Okay. So that's good because then it's more reliable. That's, that's what I'm curious about. As far as I understand, it, there's still no uh, guarantee, though. I, I, I've also heard that some antibody tests are not the best or whatever. I, I'm just, um, you know, I'm not doubting that you're sick. I'm not saying that. But I'm just, you know, when it comes to the COVID, uh, the, the positive COVID, because I assume you started feeling sick, you, went, you were feeling sick, and that's when you did the home kit, presumably, right? So just know that some of these could just be... What's the language? What's the language I need to use here? But um, let's just say like this: some of them might not be in the best quality, uh, and maybe that's intentional, right? M many of these tests are also under the emergency use authorization, which means they're as shady as products as these other so-called remedies and cures are, which includes the mRNA uh, gene therapy technology and uh, and some of these other things as well. I'm I'm not sure about the monoclonal antibodies. It just it. Something weird with that, the Regeneron, and uh, I don't know. There's something, something there, but uh, it, maybe it works. I don't, maybe that's the reason why, like at least in Texas, what uh, white uh, people can't uh, get access to those things. Remember, uh, uh, Harrison Smith from Infowars was was in a uh, hospital down in Texas, Austin, Texas, I think it was, and he was going to, uh, you know, 
he was tested positive allegedly, and then he went in there like, oh, yeah, I want uh, monoclonal antibodies, and um, he was denied for being white. So maybe maybe that does work, and maybe that's a fairly harmless, uh, you know, medication. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, Blackfield continues here. I had to self-admit myself because I was having trouble breathing. Yeah, I, I get it. And everyone who knows uh, me that I'm anti-vax uh, and big on vitamin D. Well, let me see here. I had, uh, and everyone who knows me knows, I assume, knows that I am anti-vax and big on vitamin D. So you were taking vitamin D already. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a bioweapon in some regards because people who are like, healthy and fit and they do a lot of supplements they, they take care of themselves for the most part they're not overweight you know things like that uh, and they're still you know got very very sick and it, it it's it, it just it does not seem to be just the covid thing uh that they're pushing uh but who knows maybe there's different versions of this maybe there's a um and i mean again i mean it, this is a coronavirus after all and i, and I would assume that you know Maybe it's close enough genetically in resemblance, then, let's, let's assume, so that these tests would, would give you a positive result. I don't know. It's just, you know, it's just so confusing. And it's just like, the, it's almost like the more I learn, the more confused, the more questions I have, the more confusing it gets. Uh, and the more misinformation, intentional misinformation out there by the authorities. And we know that because, you know, they flood people with and make things intentionally confusing because that will call, you know, make you crawl to authorities to get some answers, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, whatever we had, it was it was it was rough. I mean, it was very very strange. So I get it. Yeah. All right. But anyway, presumably Black Philip, you're feeling better. So you know, good. Thank you for tuning in here, and you know, thank you for the support. I appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Uh, try to take it easy. Get as much rest as you can. That's one of the most important things. All right. Archie says, could 60 days in quarantine be a strategy to simulate jail in order to be to bring financial damage to people so that they lose their jobs or businesses and thus must adopt UBI? Yeah, anything is look, all of it is all of it is in secession, one thing after another. And it's it's all going to take us through this like crashing of the of the economy, destruction of the supply chains. Uh, you know, disruption of any kind of normalcy, then uh, the COVID thing will never go away. I've shown that meme a couple of times of uh, Indiana Jones replacing the, you know, the COVID molecule, <laughs> the coronavirus molecule with, uh, uh, with, the, with the globe, with the climate change on it. But I've realized that's, that's not quite true because Imagine if you will, he will just add on the climate change. It'll be whatever other is there another scene we can use somewhere, but just like more will be added on. It won't be something won't be swapped out and taken away. The COVID thing will still be here. It'll be like oh, it's endemic, but we'll have to vaccinate at least four times a year against this thing, and it'll be an endless string of new variants. Uh, that's our that's our life now. That's it. It's not going to go away unless we. Unless we draw a line in the sand and put these people down, right? And, and we, 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 these people that have done this to us, they need to be out of office. They need to be gone. And here's a, here's a, there's a large popular segment here of the population that should technically vote against even those who, even those who have been dumb enough to believe them and take the vaccine. As, as you have people getting red pilled after all these boosters are lined up, like you, you know, you have some people that are like waking up, you know. They've complied at every turn, and, and now it's like it never is going to be good enough, and there's a great opportunity for them to, to turn up. So barring that they just do complete vote fraud here on out, 
which could very well be the case in, in many areas, many countries. Um, reasonably, a lot of these people should be voted out, right? But uh, I don't know. I'm not saying there's a political solution. I'm just saying, like, at, at least there should be a broad spectrum of, um, you know, uh, agreement, essentially, uh, that these people that, that have done this to us are, are unfit to be in the positions of leadership, and they should be technically voted out. And even some leftists should see this. I'm not saying they will, but, you know, it's crazy, right? Arn Jimson says monoclonal antibodies, whatever a drug name uh, ends in MAB, let me see here, is a immunosuppressor. It is like a variation of chemo, chemo that targets B and T cells in your immune system, rendering it useless. Um, does uh, Why does it help? Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I heard that the monoclonal, someone did a little video. This is years ago. I'm, I'm sorry, months ago, months ago, not years ago, months ago. Where, you know, Bill Gates have talked about, uh, he talked about monoclonal antibodies at some point in a video he did. And someone researched a little bit and apparently um, they also mentioned this, that it was like a, it's like a, a cancer cell that's like derived from can or something to that effect. Now you mentioned it is like a variation of chemo that targets BNT tell, BNC cells. So that's like kind of related to that very thing that it's like within within cancer research, this was developed in some way. But yeah, I think most of these types of medication, you should go as natural as you possibly can. And maybe there's very rare situations where you absolutely can't. And this is a you know final last effort resort or something like that for them. But for the most part, it seems that, that a lot of these things that they're wheeling out are, are, are in the end actually going to be worse for you. You know, I can't say that about everything, but like it, that's what it feels like. If you do a little bit of research and look into some of these things that they're offering, it's like, yeah, this will give, you know, it's like these new COVID pills, right? Well, this will give you cancer potentially. Uh, this is damaging to mammalian cells. So for women that are pregnant taking this pill, that could be miscarriages, it could be infertility issues, right? Always these, always problems with the chemically based pharmaceutical big pharma industry. Uh, look, they want to kill you. So, uh, you know, don't don't trust. Don't. The one thing you should have learned through these last 20 months is trust no one. There's one takeaway. Trust no one. All right. All right. So where are we? Uh, I think we're at the World Economic Forum. This is the uh, this is the next topic uh, topic here, folks. Uh, the World Economic Forum cancels their Davos meeting. Oh no! Oh no! No! Say it and so. Klabi Klabi Schwab is not going to have any January meeting this year. The World Economic Forum will defer its annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland, in the light of continued uncertainty over the Omicron outbreak. This is classified as it's a separate outbreak now. Is that what that is? Not part of the same? Anyway, the annual meeting was scheduled to take place in Davos Clusters, Switzerland, between the 17th to the 21st of January 2022, but is now planned for early summer. Participants will instead join a headline series of State of the World Sessions. Oh, great. Bringing together global leaders online to focus on shaping solutions to the world's most pressing challenges, such as why are there so many goddamn white people still here? Things like that, you know. 
what do we do to lower the birth rates among the whites? Can we have the Would that be one of the topics? Current pandemic conditions make it extremely difficult to deliver a global in-person meeting. Participations have been guided by experts' advice, expert advice, and have been uh, and have benefited from the close collaborations of the Swiss government on all levels. Despite the meeting's stringent health protocols, the transmissibility of Omicron, which is not now turning out to be dangerous at all, and its impact on travel and mobility have made deferral necessary. The health and safety of everyone involved in physical meetings, participants, collaborators, and the host community have always been the forum's priority. Now, this, so again, here's that little clue. Does this mean that it's actually this is actually dangerous, and now they are actually starting to protect themselves? Is that, is that what that is? Because how many times have we seen these people like they're backstage, they're fooling around, no masks or whatever, and then they go up at a podium and they all put on their masks and stand up, you know, six feet apart and stuff. It's all bullshit, right? Is that is that what the, is that why they're doing this? Do uh, does does Klaus know something we do not? Is, is that what's is that what's happening here? I don't know, but uh, we'll uh, we'll make sure to tune in to their very exciting State of the World series uh, as they have uh, various sessions to bring together global leaders uh, to focusing on shaping solutions to the world's most pressing challenges. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be uh, a vital addition, uh, as always. Uh, in more sad news, Bill Gates has canceled his Christmas because of Omicron. Oh, no, no. So he had this, this is his, uh, his tweets here. Where are we here? Let me go up full screen. Here we go. When, uh, just when it seemed like life would return to normal. <laughs> yeah, he sure did, Bill. We could be entering the worst part of the pandemic. So Omicron is not at all dangerous, but somehow this is the, this is the worst part of the pandemic. Hmm. Is this because of the? They know that now is when the, all the vaccinated will begin to die, and they can keep keep telling it. Again, risk of hospitalization stays forty uh, percent lower with Omicron than Delta, and Delta was not bad at all, right? Unless you're talking about the vaxxed, but that's a different issue, right? Omicron will hit home for all of us. Close friends of mine ha uh, now have it, and I've canceled most of my holiday plans. Again, I'm not trying to, you know, crap on people that have gotten sick and stuff uh, because I know that th there's some there's something going on with this here. Um, so it's concurrent. That's why it's very confusing. It's concurrent. It's like as they're telling us the numbers are very low, the no hospitalizations, it's not dangerous. It's sure maybe more transmissible, but what is so what? That doesn't matter. Uh, if you don't get sick, what is, what is what does that matter? Oh, I got something in my, my immune system took care of it. Why do we need to con you know shut everything down kind of thing? But then concurrently you have something that's real and uh, and a real problem kind of running alongside that. But speaking of Bill Gates, real quick, it's a shame though because they maybe the winter meetings for the World Economic Forum has is too much now. I'm starting to think maybe they will always do. I, I assume it was something to do that they they wanted early, like in the the fiscal year and the beginning of the year or something like that. But remember, many of the events and stuff are outside, and maybe there were enough complaints by these globalists that like we have to well, we have to sit outside and being interviewed and in jackets and stuff. Maybe some of the greatest clips ever has come out of that in the in the uh, snowy landscape of uh, Davos, Switzerland. 
Uh, just just one here. Remember the uh, the time that Bill Gates admitted that uh, there was like a twenty times return on investment on the vaccines. Uh, that was at the Davos uh, meeting of the World Economic Forum. Check this out here. You've invested $10 billion in vaccinations over the last two decades, and you figured out the return on investment for that. And it kind of stunned me. Can you walk us through the math? In a Wall Street essay, Bill Gates declared vaccines the best investment I've ever made. Well, there's been over a 20 to 1 return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. There you go, right? So that's a, that's a good one. We got that we got that one out of one of the January meetings of the World Economic Forum. Thank you for that uh, admission, Billy. Appreciate that. Or should I say, uh, William William Gates Jr. the third. Uh, okay. Anyway, he has a thread there. It goes on. Omicron is spreading faster than any virus in history. It will soon be in every country in the world. <laughs> the big unknown is how sick Omicron makes you. No, it's not that unknown. We literally know that today. Okay, so this is yesterday. You tell me they didn't know that yesterday. Most of what I've heard so far, a lot of studies out of the UK, they were the same thing there. Like, no, it's not that bad. Really, it's not that bad. Uh, there was another leak here, uh, which is very interesting. Klaus Schwab leaks FVD, the Forum for Democracy in the Netherlands, uh, gets secret World Economic Forum letters that was sent to various politicians. Check this out here. Now, this is a Google translated article, so this could be a little botched in places, but uh, let's read this uh, and uh, and tell me they're not they're, they're up to no good here, right? It says at the request of Forum for Democracy MP Pepin van Huilingen, um, a secret letter from the World Economic Forum was sent to the members of the cabinet, and that has been made public uh, this last Friday. In the letters addressed to Prime Minister Rutte, D66 leader, I'm not sure what that is, Sigrid Kog and CDA, I'm not sure what that is, leader, uh, is that the Christian uh, Democratic or something maybe, leader uh, Wopke Huextra. The members of the cabinet are personally thanked for their contribu contribution to the Great Reset. The Netherlands, right? For example, a representative of the World Economic Forum wrote to Sigrid Kog, your contributions to the work of the Great Reset. I hate that the Google does that. To the Great Reset. Can't I just highlight that? Okay, forget it then. Uh, will be exceptionally crucial at the upcoming annual meeting. Your participation in the deliberations in Davos will also ensure that the Netherlands plays a major role in shaping the future of the international trade system. Interesting. So they have the World Economic Forum is going to be overseeing the international trade system. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, uh, Wopke Hextra also received such a letter of uh, thanks. In response to one of Schwab's letters, Prime Minister Rutte writes, Thank you for inviting me to the 50th annual meeting of the World Economic Forum. Was that, was the 50th last, well, this year then still? We're still in this year, 2021, right? Was that the 50th or is it the 50th that was upcoming? I think it's a... I think in 22, there's the, the 51st, but regardless, this is probably the the past one and maybe not the coming one they're talking about here. But regardless, point still stands, doesn't matter. Let me emphasize the importance of the World Economic Forum for the Dutch government. Over the years, we have built a strong relationship as evidenced by the substantial Dutch delegation at the annual meeting. Interesting. The exceptional documents came into the hands for Forum of Democracy in response to parliamentary questions from Pepin van 
Hulingen, who refused to answer the cabinet for three months. But after incessant reminders, the cabinet could no longer keep these letters secret. The close ties to some of the cabinet members to Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum have been known for some time. But until now, it was always denied that there was any influence. Several debates about this process, uh, sorry, about this pressing question were blocked by VVD, CDA, D66 and other cartel parties. I think that's a little, they're probably, I think they mean that though. They mean what they like. It's a um, conglomerate. They all go together, vote as a block type thing. Um, so I think that's like the left party. That maybe the so something democratic. D sixty six. I'm not sure where it is, but uh, yeah, they, they they do that in Sweden. Do they all go together and just like let's just keep the Sweden Democrats out? That's like the only interest they have now. Uh, granted, there's some some outside cooperation, but very mild at this point. Uh, in fact, all questions surrounding the dubious influence of the World Economic Forum on Dutch politics have long been dismissed as a conspiracy theory. Mm, of course. However, the revealed letters have now confirmed what many people have long been suspecting. Forum for Democracy continues to dig until the bottom until the bottom rock is up. Well, we, we, we get what they mean. Uh, download all documents that the cabinet had to disclose below. Okay, so we'll check it, these out in more detail too, but very good. Uh, Forum for Democracy seems, seems very good. Was it uh, Pierre uh, Thierry or something? I think the main guy is there. He's done some... Uh, no, sorry, Thierry Baudet. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Adolf Hitler in the Odyssey chat for, <laughs> for giving me the name. That's right. Yeah, FVD, that's Thierry Baudet, and uh, Gert Wilders PV, uh, PVV, but didn't they have the PVV listed here? No, the VVD. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. All right, um, there we go. So interesting. But you see, the Great Reset is just a conspiracy theory. And in fact, just here the other day, might have even been today on Twitter.com, it was trending. Uh, they're trying to reassure us here, right? This is always what it's about. When you get a fact checkers to confirm, well... The Great Reset is the World Economics Forum's proposal for post-COVID economic recovery, Reuters and the BBC report. Okay, good. The World Economic Forum, an international NGO, launched an initiative named The Great Reset in June 2020. It was totally not after the uh, speech by um, uh, Prince Charles, right, in the UK or anything like that. Uh, there's totally no links to any bigger or wider agenda here. Obviously not. COVID-19, the Great Reset, the book and stuff, right? Anyway, the initiative calls for rebuilding from the COVID-19 pandemic in an equitable and sustainable way, according to the World Economic Forum's website. Well, if it's on their website, well, then that has to that has to be all that it is. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty we can take from their website, and, and that alone will show you that this is a horrendous... Uh, uh, these are a horrendous proposal by unelected authorities that are now influ influencing politicians and leaders. Remember this whole thing about the World Economic Forum's young global leaders that uh, Schwab set up in the early 2000s? So many people there. So many people that are now at the forefront, such as, such as Jacinda Ardern in, in uh, New Zealand, um, have been so-called young leaders. If you look through that list, you, you'll see a lot of familiar faces, right? They're being groomed, essentially, into the mindset of this organization. And then they become our politicians or influential business leaders, right? Public-private partnership, that's the kind of stuff that this uh, World Bank-adjacent uh, NGO is pushing. 
Various conspiracy theories, it continues here, related to the term have been debunked. Oh, there you go. The BBC and lead stories have reported this, so it has to be true. It has to be true. Most recently, an image circulated online of a letter from the World Economic Forum inviting Dutch politicians to a forum themed the Great Reset, and that has been taken out of context. Reuters report. That's right. It's been. It's just, it was just taken out of context. <laughs> Key. <laughs> it was. It was just taken out of context. It's, it was. It was. Uh, it was totally not at all showing that politicians in the Netherlands are thanking Klaus Schwab and the close cooperation between their countries and 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 now as we begin to you know reshape and reform the future international trade system because surely this is this should be up in the this should be up to Klaus Schwab an, an, an unelected bureaucratic douchebag he he should he should be at the forefront of something like this absolutely right it's it's totally fine Hey, hey, hey. All right. Let me continue here. Europe certifies crickets, worms, and grasshoppers as edible food amid soaring food prices. Uh, across the world, households are experiencing an exponential rise in food inflation. This holiday season, from Brazil to China to European countries to the U.S., households will pay near record prices for food, which begs the question, are households able to afford traditional food or will they have to resort to a substitute to save money? You might be able to trade down on something. Instead of the high-priced turkeys or steaks, you might consider something less expensive on that side of the dinner table. Kurt Covington, Senior Director of Institutional Credit at AG America Lending, which lends uh, money to farmers, told Bloomberg. But there's no escaping it. Everything on the holiday table is just going to be more expensive, Covington said. For example, working food, uh, working, food working poor Americans have, yeah, the, remember that time George W. Bush said, uh, uh, you're working hard to put food on your family? You remember that? That was, uh, that was funny. Uh, working poor Americans have had trouble affording Essential goods amid rapid inflation. A staggering 6.8% surge in consumer cost uh, is the highest in four decades, making things like food unaffordable because wages haven't kept pace with inflation. The same is happening for households worldwide. And they show the graph for that here. I think we've showed that before. With that in mind, households are likely to substitute popular holiday foods with low-cost items. There's even a chance that some might resort to eating bugs and worms. European member states certified house uh, certified house crickets. What is, is that a specific subgroup of crickets? Is that what that? Uh, yellow mealworms and grasshopper as food fit to be sold in supermarkets. The bugs will be sold uh, in frozen, dried, and powdered forms, and will be packaged with nutrients and low uh, and with nutrients and low cost, according to Bloomberg. Earlier this month, the World Economic Forum, here we go again, published two articles explaining how people must get used to eating bugs. Those who can no longer afford meat, such as ham or turkey, and other traditional holiday foods, will come to find, my screen died there, here we go, will come to find a new substitute. Bloomberg provides examples from across the world 
uh, of how food inflation crushed holiday cheer. And they go through Brazil, China, the UK, Romania, uh, price out of the pig slaughter, turkey farms uh, pay up for labor, uh, US cookie season uh, takes a hit, okay? Uh, simple put, inflation increases food insecurity that will dramatically reshape traditional holiday dishes. Some may resort to eating bugs and worms this year. Holy crap. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's happening. They're they're doing it, but uh, you know, but there's there's no there's no conspiracy. Uh, that is just crazy kookery talk, and you know you will you will uh, we will all own everything, and uh, we will be miserable. Uh, you know that's uh, that's our future. Okay, <clears throat> let me do this one here too. So it's not only food that's an issue. You also have electricity, uh, energy, if you will. Energy uh, is the uh, is a new frontier, right? And of course, we've already talked about other such uh, plans and drills by the World Economic Forum, such as Operation Polygon, uh, with the attack on uh, you know not only banking system but uh, or the electrical grid and stuff like that. In fact, you had an IMF slash Israeli run drill recently with uh, where about ten countries joined where they did uh, attacks uh, on the banking system. And I think that was expanded too later on to the electrical grid and stuff like that too. European prices uh, surged to record highs over the past couple of days after France announced the closure of four of its largest nuclear reactors. The crisis is further exacerbated by already uh, very high prices of natural gas and cold temperatures. By the end of the month, most of the continent will endure below average temperatures further increasing power demand. This is It's like they want us to freeze to death. They're doing away with all the most sensible uh, options right now for the production, um, or if you will, then even, I guess, conversion of energy uh, that, that we can use to uh, heat our homes and, and, and things like this. Uh, they, they are, they're taking control because they want us to suffer and they want people to die. I mean, UK, I, I remember for years reading articles about like old, uh, old ladies freeze to death if it's cold, cold enough in winter because they, they can't afford to pay their, their bills. But, you know, open the borders, let them all in, eat the bugs. And then you have that geopolitical thing on top of this between the tensions between Europe and Russia, uh, with using Ukraine as the proxy. And uh, how they're like blaming this. Well, it's Russia's fault. They're not, and then like all these European countries are like, you know, uh, scrapping their coal power plants. They're doing away with nuclear power plants, which is like, look, it's not an ideal situation. If there was another option of free. Yeah, bring on the free, you know, free energy. Sure, I'm, I'm with you. Let's do that. OK, but until that actually happens, we need something. OK, we, we're going to need something to heat our homes. And most of these homes they are not equipped for. They don't have stoves fireplaces they don't have you know f f f you know firewood driven ovens or whatever you want to call it right we used to have this in every home in in in, in our countries right where it gets significantly colder uh, open uh, open fireplaces um, stoves that could be powered by um, you know by firewood and stuff like that and in fact, it's going to get worse. Like in the UK, they're going to do away with certain types. No, wood is now outlawed because that contributes to uh, carbon emission, you see. So that's part of the carbon footprint uh, issue. So that's going to be the next step in this too. You think you're just going to, you know, chop down wood and cure it for a season and then use it to power, you know, heat your home and stuff? No, no, no. Absolutely not. 
Uh, on top of this, of course, the EU ordered, I think, and I think it's just in the clip when she talks about this, the head of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, uh, or von der Leyen, how they've ordered 180 doses of the vaccine uh, and they're moving ahead with this vaccine passports and all that crazy stuff and just it doesn't work for Omicron, which is the latest scare. But so as you're you know, eating bugs, shivering in your in your pl- place, you, they're going to force another booster on you and a vaccine passport, though. Uh, let's listen to this here. Indeed, the pandemic was our first and foremost topic. Even as uh, we battle uh, at this time Delta still, we know that the um, Omicron variant is really threatening us. It is spreading at a ferocious pace and potentially has the risk of escaping our vaccines, at least partially. We know that our healthcare systems are overstretched right now, and this is partly linked to the large number of unvaccinated patients. So in conclusions, the answer can only be to increase vaccination, to include children above five years old, boosting and protective measures. That has to be the answer we give to this new variant. If we look at the deliveries of doses, I want to emphasize that the Commission has delivered on its commitments to provide member states with millions of doses to carry out their vaccination campaigns. Actually, it's more than one billion doses that have been delivered. And we continue to encourage member states Jeez. to order the necessary quantities for yeah. the months Milli- to come. Hundreds, hundreds of millions of vaccines is going to solve this. That, that's that's the way. That's the way to go here. Didn't work the first uh, three shots, but l- let's just do more of them. We've also discussed the question of possible adaptation of vaccines. I informed the leaders that our contracts foresee that the companies will develop adapted vaccines if requested, within 100 days. In this context, I'm glad to inform you that the member states have agreed to trigger a first tranche of over 180 million extra doses of adapted vaccines in our third contract with BioNTech-Pfizer. Yeah, and and remember all the contracts that there were not overseen. There was what was that again? It was a couple of uh, politicians in the EU that was good at exposing that. They had like blocked everything out, like uh, uh, blotted out certain segments of these agreements between the Pfizer, uh, the the Pfizer and Moderna and AstraZeneca, I think it was, and the deal that they had struck with the EU and stuff like that. And then you have internal contracts with various other countries, you know, in the EU and stuff like that. It's it's crazy. We we can't even see these agreements what they are. Remember, we reported in the Weekend Warrior show, too, the most recent one, how refugees are exempt from the vaccine because now the, the manufacturers are fearing liability lawsuits <laughs> because of it. So they are actually protected in the sense that they're, they're protected in the sense that you could sue them. Uh, ref, sorry, refugees could sue them because they're under a different, uh, in like an international jurisdiction. And so Gavi and some of these other entities out there that are like pushing the vaccine are, are afraid uh, that they might be roped into this and including the manufacturer and stuff like that. For us, though, no, that's fine. You were, no, trust us. No one could sue you in our countries or in the EU or something like that. You're to- we can inject millions and millions of people with this stuff. No worries. You, you'll never be sued. We'll, uh, we'll protect you. But is uh, your refugees are given ivermectin, in fact, when they're uh, you know going into our countries, and uh, then they don't have to take the vaccine, and they can go to wherever region they want. It's 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 incredible. Finally, a word on the certificate in the times of pandemic. We will ensure a common approach on boosters 
and the length of validity of the certificate. So boosters are recommended at the latest six months after full vaccination and the certificate will remain valid for a grace period of three months beyond this. <clears throat> so that means not every nine months? That's what she admitting to there, right? Every nine months you need to get a booster then? It was valid within six months and then within there's a three month grace period or something, right? So so that's basically what it is. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Uh, well, speaking about genocide, uh, why don't we uh, talk about this one real quick here? It's the U.S., but of course this is happening in uh, all over the West. Foreign-born population soars to new records under Biden. It's the highest rate of immigrants since 1910. The U.S. has had a massive surge in immigration this year with as many as 1.5 million newcomers and a uh, record 46.2 million foreign-born people. Holy shit. According to a report for the Center for Immigration Studies, after a deep um, a deep uh, throw or, or throw throw how do you after a deep throw last year. Is that an expression? I'm not actually familiar with that, but uh, we'll uh, we'll go with that. Uh, likely because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the travel and migration restrictions imposed to control the spread, the flow of people rebounded around the time President Biden was elected. Well, will you will you look at that? In numbers never seen before, they're coming legally through airports and land border crossings and illegally across the Rio Grande and remote regions of Arizona and California. I think at this point, legal immigration is a bigger issue than illegal, but I could, I could be wrong numbers wise, but uh, it's both a problem. Don't get me wrong, but uh, there was pent up demand for legal immigration and illegal immigration has exploded in one of the greatest surges, if not the greatest we've ever seen, said Stephen A. Camarota, the demographer who was the chief author of the report. It's driving the numbers up and up and up. As it stands, 14.2 of 14.2 percent of the U.S. population is foreign-born, and I think that's because uh, after a certain point, it, I mean that's it's more the it's more than that, but it's they count after what a couple of if you're born, right? Foreign-born is uh, yeah. I mean it's it's a technicality basically at this point. They mean foreign, but like if you if your parents were foreign uh, born, they came to country and then they have kids. Oh, they're well, they're Americans now, you know, kind of thing. So numbers wise, in terms of like white people, is much less than that than, than what they're saying here. Um, we're one out of every seven people. That's the highest rate of immigration of uh, in the population since 1910, when the number was 14.7 percent. And of course, 19, uh, 1910, what countries were giving were getting immigration then? Uh, uh, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Finland, <laughs> countries like this, right? Wasn't that one of the biggest uh, surges at that point? Uh, current trends: the government says the U.S. will break that record well before the end of this decade. We're slated to become a minority. Uh, in the country, tr countries built by our forebears, ladies and gentlemen, unless we stop this. And it needs to stop. It needs to stop immediately. All right, a little update here on Ghislaine Maxwell. I'm going to wrap up in about 10 minutes. I'm going to go past the two-hour mark here today. Ghislaine Maxwell trial verdict, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the pedophile to spend her 60th birthday in jail as jury halts deliberations. The jury in Ghislaine Maxwell's sex trafficking trial has asked to take a break in the deliberations 
over the holiday weekend and resume a fourth day on Monday, the 27th of December. As the third day drew to a close on Wednesday, today, Judge Allison Nathan asked jurors if they would like to continue tomorrow. The reply was, no, thank you. The jury is now expected to resume deliberations next week, meaning Ms. Maxwell will spend her 60th birthday, which falls on Christmas, behind bars. Wednesday's proceedings were far quieter than Tuesday's when jurors requested the transcripts of testimony from women who accused Mrs. Maxwell uh, of setting up, um, or Miss Maxwell, sorry, of setting them up as teenagers for sexual encounters with financier Jeffrey Epstein. There's still still not a single word of pedophile in this, which is incredible. What is this, the independent, the UK? Can you not can you not call these people pedophiles? Later, later they they're socialized financiers, uh, you know, uh, philanthropists, kid diddlers. Can you do, do something? Can you do something? Later, they asked for more details related to Carolyn, which said before fourteen. Anyway, they and there's hardly any coverage of this. There's hardly any coverage on this. CNN had one piece. You go to news.google.com to search for her. Ghislaine Maxwell as a, as, as the topic. Super sparse, incredibly sparse. Closing arguments in Ghislaine Maxwell's trial focus on her relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, and then went through with a like, oh, well, they, uh, uh, the prosecution alleged this, and this is what the response was, says, uh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, 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 no big deal. Now, the, uh, let me see here, what was it? Something at the bottom here. Oh, the flight log thing. Update on the flight log revelations. The Miami Herald, which has been consistently good on, on the coverage of Epstein, uh, which is partially maybe even responsible for Epstein be actually being arrested because they kept out the story. They released an article that highlighted the, uh, what new evidence is available from the complete flight logs released by the U.S. during this trial containing never-before-seen entries. Uh, Donaldo Trumpo is listed on seven separate flights with Epstein. One, two, uh, on two of these flights, Trump was accompanied by his children. Six more times than previously reported. Bill Clinton is displayed on nine separate dates with the flight log. It's been reported that Clinton had traveled on Epstein's plane on several other occasions. Uh, well, there, it's a big club, folks, and uh, hopefully you are not in it, as it were. Now, the interesting thing here, and we kind of alluded to this in the show with Ryan Dawson that we did as well, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell could start naming names to prosecutors if she is found guilty of child sex trafficking charges as U.S. court this week in a deal to cut her sentence or get her conditions, uh, get better conditions in jail. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell could start naming names if she is found guilty. Closing arguments in Maxwell's trial begin tomorrow. And this was uh, on the 18th. It's a few days ago, so we've updated you on that and what's going on there already. Um, uh, A legal source connected to the case told the Mail on Sunday that with the Manhattan court breaking for Christmas at the end of Wednesday, a verdict this week is highly unlikely, which turned out to be true. Now, so of course, she denies all uh, uh, six charges linked to grooming underage girls for abuse by the late pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Well, she is also accused of taking part of this herself, by the way, so don't leave that out. Uh, but hopefully she will name names. Uh, legal source connected with the case told the Mail on Sunday that with the Manhattan court breaking for Christmas at the end of Wednesday, a verdict this week is highly unlikely. Now, what what names we could get is a big uh, question mark. We have to look this up. We have to see who she might be naming and stuff like that. Hopefully, she will spill the beans 
uh, and hopefully this will lead to other types of investigations and pro you know going after people and stuff like that so we'll see we'll follow up on that but as of right now the, they are um they're just they're waiting uh, in other words and and hopefully then nothing happens to her uh in jail not because i would love to see her live but hopefully i want to see her i, I would like to see her sentenced and then i'd like to see her spill uh, names Hope I didn't uh, I punched my keyboard there. So hopefully everything's <laughs> still working. All right, let's end with this one. We have a couple of minutes here, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, five minutes. This is a company that is making digital humans to serve the metaverse. It was a video released here uh, from the Verge. Uh, it's not from the Verge. It's from the the company that is behind this, uh, and they were called. Let me see what they were called again here. Um, d uh, Soul Machines. I think that I think that's the name of the company. Um, let's just look at the video. Here, here it is. So, yeah, Soul Machines Human to uh, Human Operating System 2.0. This is uh, th these are the faces that will greet you in the very exciting metaverse, which we talked about last week. Some of the cringy videos that we show that they're how they're pushing this now. Uh, this is very. It's very bad. It's not. It doesn't look good. It looks all awkward and artificial. Uh, let's see what you think. Look, look Language. Sorry. Let me go back here. Here we go. Hi, I'm Viola. I'm excited to show you the results of our game-changing research into humanizing AI. Autonomous animation enables digital people like me to take input from the environment and respond in real time. We've now significantly enhanced my ability to respond emotionally, give great eye contact, and react to my changing environment. This makes for a truly engaging interaction. <laughs> I was made in this is my surprised face. Blender and effortlessly launched using our DDNA studio with only a few clicks. My identity and personality were crafted by blending features like skin texture and tone, face shape, eye color, voice, language, and of course, hair. Now, in minutes, Some of that frizzy hair. can create a unique, high-quality digital person that embodies the soul of a brand. A digital person. The and they can do it using the most embodies advanced... Embodies the soul of a brand. Okay. AI, CGI, and autonomous animation technology in the market today. And now we have some cutting-edge new features that my digital friend Sam will tell you about. Thanks, Viola. After years of research, I'm Ugh. excited to announce new this features looks really bad. Human OS that unlock the Look at the mouth movements are <laughs> So welcome to the revolutionary next generation of dynamic content awareness and interaction. Mm. We've created an immersive world that elevates content and allows people to focus on what's most important. So alive. We've supercharged my awareness of the dynamic content around me. By using gestures and gaze direction, I ensure high-caliber messaging sorry, gets what about the, gaze? the attention it deserves. Thanks to years of research, we're making the leap from facial gestures to fully embodied gestural performance. I'll be able to use my whole body to communicate from head to toe. And all the while I'm serving brand new cinematic cuts that boost focus <laughs> and direct attention. Best of all, cinematic it happens cuts. autonomously, <laughs> in real time, without writing a single line of code. We're right. proud of how far we've come and excited to bring technology. Hey, look at my randomizing generator. to life. Soul machines, astonishing digital people.
All right. Well, that was cringe. So uh, that, that, there you go. The, 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 truly, folks, this is uh, this is so far uh, very accurate. Uh, it is all dead. I I, just, I don't want any part of this, and it's just I. I Hopefully it doesn't take off, but uh, it probably will, unfortunately, and people will probably sign up for it, and they'll they'll love it. They'll absolutely uh, love it. All right, uh, guys, we're going to wrap up there. I guess we can uh, – let's do a little reminder here, last clip before we leave you for today. <clears throat> Here's a little reminder of, uh, uh, you know, how you want if you want to hang on to your shekels, every you know, squeeze every shekel – you uh, you have to uh, keep it in the family, right? Isn't that isn't that what it's all about? Keep keep the shekels, uh, keep it in the family. There we go. And Baron James was head of the Paris branch, and the youngest of the five sons of our Amphal Rothschild gave an astonishingly uninhibited description of the 19th century Rothschild policy of keeping it in the family. I'll quote to you from what he wrote and make you smile. In our family, we've always tried to keep love in the family. <laughs> in this sense, it was more or less understood since childhood that children would never think of marrying outside the family so that our fortune would never leave it. <laughs> you couldn't write that today. <laughs> uh, yep, there we go. Uh, that is, of course, <clears throat> Mr. Burns from uh, <clears throat> from the simpsons right there all right ladies and gentlemen we're going to wrap up right there hope you enjoyed the show thank you for joining us here for um the last uh, what hour 53 minutes or so a little bit shorter today we're going to wrap up do you have some uh, things to do in preparation both for uh, tomorrow but also for uh, you left on christmas eve we did upload uh, the story behind the yule celebration the classic one is a, a, a staple now of course you got to watch that one it's up on redeyesmembers.com and on redeyes.tv uh, we didn't re-upload it to like BitChute and Odyssey. I republished it in Odyssey, so it shows up, you know, as one of the latest published things. Uh, but you can find it, of course, uh, on our website. So go there, check. Upload it to our Telegram as well. Uh, always a classic. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and uh, I uh, I know that Stephen McNallan will be joining us tomorrow. We haven't actually set the exact time he'll be joining us, uh, but we'll have a mellow, laid-back uh, Yule stream. Uh, some people could, unfortunately, not join us because of other things. We were kind of a little bit late as well, but some people, uh, they were busy. Uh, but we have McNallan. We might even take some calls. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with some fun. We'll watch some clips. We'll hang out for a, for a while. Uh, we will most likely get started at 6 p.m. Eastern, so more on that uh, coming here, of course. But, uh, yeah, check out RedEyesMembers.com. That's the best way to support us. Do appreciate you guys. Thank you to everyone joining us over on Entropy. Thank you for the support, guys. Uh, always appreciate it. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. Until then, take care, and as usual, hold the line. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.